when's the last time you were able to network with your peers in the healthcare industry? Well, now is your chance. Join us this April with over a thousand executives at Becker's 13th annual meeting to hear C-suite discussions around consumerism, the nursing workforce, value-based care, and a lot more. You can register using the link in the description. We hope to see you there. Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Ryan Muhammad with Becker's Healthcare. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Gerald Rebo, Director of Pharmacy Values and Outcomes of Novant Health. Gerald, it's so nice to talk with you today. How are you? I'm fantastic, excited to be here. Yes, I'm so glad to talk to you today. And to begin, would you mind please introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Absolutely, so uh, as you stated, uh, my, my role at Novant Health is a director of pharmacy value and outcomes. Um, that really is encompassing uh, several different things, but some of my responsibilities include supporting our, our system P&T committee, um, and that's including not only the committee itself that meets monthly, but it's a clinical operational financial evaluation of every medication that's considered uh, for the system. Um, focusing on clinical variation reduction work also collaborating with pharmacy and organizational leaders uh, to really ensure regulatory compliance, financial performance, and drive key enterprise initiatives um, that rely back to our organizational and our pharmacy-specific strategic plans. Additional focuses for me in this position, again, it's a lot to do with clinical variation work, pharmacoeconomic evaluations of medications and medication classes, optimizing outcomes of drug utilization, and then collaborating with individuals and teams across the organization to really drive those initiatives that will continue to help integrate and grow our pharmacy services. And then certainly looking at all opportunities and decisions through a health equity lens. Um, we're very passionate about that, and, and I really take that um, very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that background. And the first real uh, question that I kind of want to ask you is, what are the biggest issues you're following right now in healthcare headed into this new year? Well, I couldn't, I couldn't not respond to this and say finance. Um, you know, given the current environment, the financial environment, um, you know, it's um, looking at really the health of the country and, the, and its economic trajectories right now. It's, uh, it's just a, it's a very challenging time. So within healthcare, um, looking at inflation and importantly, cost of goods, uh, creating challenges, investment strategies are down, um, which really leads to difficulties across multiple areas, not just in trying to invest dollars in the infrastructure of our health delivery model, but also really the community feels that too. So individuals' inability um, to seek care because of financial constraints um, the stresses related to that, um, the inability um, or the challenges related to um, your workforce and keeping a healthy workforce, um, expanding services, expanding into pockets of the communities that have less access to healthcare, um, looking at technology investments, you know, that all becomes um, incredibly challenging with this type of environment. So, that is certainly um, something I like to keep a finger on my pulse uh, of throughout the, throughout the year. The second thing that um, I would say is team engagement. Uh, I, I think this is incredibly important. Investing in, in team members cannot be more paramount than right now. Coming off, you know, the global pandemic um, and on the back heels of that, you know, looking at the, the financial situation of the country and of the health systems in general. So really looking for unique ways 
to engage teams uh, that have been caring for our community throughout this entire um, stressful last three years. Um, and then how do we continue to provide mental health for them? And knowing that in really keeping paramount in your mind that it's not only the work stress that's out there, but, but these individuals that are, again, caring for patients in our communities, um, they have stresses at home that we might not see, but certainly could potentially feel. So how do we, again, try to prioritize and target those individuals in a really individualized, unique way to say, um, like, we, we, you know, we care for you, we care about you, we want to support you, and, and how do we get you through this um, and on the other side? Uh, so those are two things I would say, the financial environment and team engagement um, that I'd be focused on for this year. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like those are very common right now. And uh, for you, is there anything that you are excited about or anything that is making you nervous right now in your field? Well, I would say if something that's, that makes me nervous or worried, uh, it's just the financial picture. Again, you know, elaborating a little bit more on, on the previous comments is, is trying to invest in the services and the infrastructure and, and developing a health delivery system that meets the patient where they're at. That takes dollars. And um, with the current environment, that becomes really challenging. And it's really paramount to have a, a focused approach to where we spend that money. Um, again, with the patient at the center of all those decisions um, and how best we reach them and, and who do we go for first? You know, wh which patient populations do we reach out for first to spend those dollars on given, given that environment? So that's, that's worried is that we, we maybe we don't have as much flexibility as we would in previous years. Um, but I say that in the heels of what gets me excited, um, in every crisis, um, lies opportunity is a saying, and what is amazing is how we can suddenly be very, very, very aligned with, with energy and purpose to achieve a specific goal when there's such an environment. So looking, you know, very purposely at, you know, where we invest, how we invest, um, what, what organizational opportunities we tackle first. I think that becomes really key. So the, the pandemic has shown us that we could really pivot very quickly and, and move very large um, achievements, very, you know, like I said, very quickly um, for everywhere from um, treatment algorithms and vaccine clinics, um, how we are seeing patients, where we're seeing patients standing up, um, standing up clinics in parking lots. So we, we know we can do that very quickly as an organization. Um, it's just um, having that singular focus. And so that's what really excites me about, um, about the environment right now is that there, we will probably uncover many things that we, we can accomplish in a very short amount of time, uh, given the environment. Perfect. Thank you so much for that insight. And before I let you go, the last thing that I wanted to ask you is, what will the most effective healthcare leaders need in order to be successful in the next two to three years or so? That's a great question. Uh, when I think about what a successful healthcare leader would need for the next couple of years, um, you know, several things come to mind. I'll start with really having a, uh, a trusted team around you um, with a great vision um, and to begin building the health system that, that really becomes patient-centric. And, and, and when I say that, it really encompasses um, several items such as technology. So how do we leverage technology um, in, in so many different ways, whether that's, you know, with, with a wearable or, or it's, it's ease, ease of scheduling appointments or it's a type of communication 
Um, and, and we invest in that so that patients can start owning some of that, um, some of their healthcare because they're more knowledgeable in it. They have more access to it. Um, so they're more engaged with it. Um, and that, that will lead to better outcomes um, for them. Also, uh, investing in personalized healthcare. So looking at things like genomics, um, again, the wearables, or meeting the patient um, where they're at. So looking at, at, at engaging them closer to, to where they live. Are there gaps in the community where we can, we can provide services or have technology, whether that's telehealth or that's a smart device or a wearable that reports um, different uh, measures that, we, that we're interested in. Um, so all of that into a personalized healthcare plan. And then, and then finally, none of this would be important without showing and demonstrating the quality and outcomes for all of this investment. So looking at whether that's a dashboard or, or, or a metric chart, but looking at ways to determine if the investment um, that you're providing um, the community, if that's impacting them in a positive way or not. Um, because either way, if you're measuring it, you can see if, if it is working or it's not, or if there are gaps in that process, um, and then you can adjust. And so I think measuring that becomes really powerful. So having having some vision around that, um, and, in, and really um, in the end, or finally, or being able to make decisions, being emotionally intelligent and able to build out a trusted team that could be really agile um, and can, can flex with the environment um, and, and being a, someone that's a strong communicator that can, in the end of all this, communicate out that vision and that success and those opportunities. I think that would set someone up to be um, very successful in the next two to three years. Absolutely. Thank you so much for those final thoughts. This has been an amazing discussion. I want to thank you so much for coming on to Becker's Healthcare, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you.